Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, 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 it appears that the debt ceiling will be raised after all, helping Congress and the United States government to avert a crisis, sending markets into pandemonium and turmoil and all these sorts of things that we've been talking about Um well, the panic has ensued, and we'll get into that t- today. By the way, welcome to the program. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can also go to community.toddhuffshow.com to follow us on our truth tour, which we are currently in northern New Mexico. By the way, absolutely gorgeous here, truly beautiful. We were in Colorado recently as well, and just uh, very blessed to... To be able to uh, to travel this country and have conversations with with folks and met a conservative from New Mexico here a little bit earlier today, so um, just enjoy doing this and and hope to continue to grow the program and reach more folks with our conservative, not bitter ma- uh, message. Which, by the way, as I've shared before, the radical left has nothing remotely close to this. They're obviously very liberal. Very, very bitter, very, very upset, very, very rabid. You can see that all around. Not every liberal, but the radical left, I'm, t- I'm telling you, is, is, is unhinged here. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the debt ceiling. Um, let's talk about um, just this. There's so much misinformation out there, right? I mean – the the issue with the debt ceiling let, let me let me read let me maybe we should start here let's look at a couple of tweets now you can't look at them of course i've got to to do this for you but i'm going to read you a couple of tweets um, that i think are pretty good in the sense of kind of framing uh, what this whole debt ceiling issue is is ultimately all about peter schiff now you may Know the name Peter Schiff. He's a economist, um, global strategist at Europac.com, chairman at Schiff Gold, founder EPAC funds. Um, you know, a, a guy that understands economics, monetary policy, understands government debt, taxation, and spending. I think it's pretty safe to say the guy has a pretty good um, grasp on. On those things, he says this in a tweet. This was from last last week, I believe. All the bad things Yellen claims will happen if Congress fails to raise the debt ceiling will eventually happen anyway. But even worse, if Congress continues to raise the debt ceiling, it's not the debt ceiling, but the dollar floor. That's the real risk. Once it breaks. Game over, he says in a tweet. 
He also says this. This is from the same day. This is the end of September, September 28th. He says, Janet Yellen is lying when she claims that raising the debt ceiling is about paying the bills. It's not, excuse me, it's about not paying the bills. And that's an important, I think that's a very important distinction here because he's got a heck of a point, right? We kept, we're being told the reason, the reason that we have to raise the debt ceiling is because the United States is going to default. Well, what's the United States going to default on? Our debt payments, right? Our debt payments. So he says it's not about paying the bills. It's about not paying the bills. We have so much debt. This is back to his tweet. Precisely because we don't pay our bills, right? We have so much debt in this country because we don't pay our bills. We have so much debt in this country because we, well, and it's the Republican Party too, folks. I, I'm not one that's going to, I, I am not one that's going to defend the Republican Party on this. Um, they, they have been. Well, out of control with spending too, not to the degree, not to the to the degree that the radical left has been, the Democrat Party, but they've they've not been responsible either. They just haven't been, and so it doesn't matter to me at this moment. It, it does matter for the grand scheme of things who's in power because of the direction of this country, the importance of liberty, the role of government, how people view their their government, what that government can and should be doing. Um, those things matter. But I don't care if it's Republicans or Democrats who are making us go more into debt. It is a bad thing no matter who does it. It's a bad thing no matter who does it. So he says here, um, we have so much debt precisely because we don't pay our bills. Congress raises the debt ceiling so we can keep borrowing money and never pay our bills. And he's right, right? Peter Schiff is right here. We We've been tricked here into thinking we've got to pay our bills and so in order to do that we have to raise now i'm not coming out and saying at this particular point in time that we should not raise the debt ceiling i am going to say this is a much a much welcomed diversion for biden and the democrat party after they have stumbled and fumbled and made i mean mess after mess it's a dumpster fire that's been caused by this administration. Anything besides talking about any of that stuff, the border crisis, um, Afghanistan. By the way, there's still you know there's still students, there's still young students in Afghanistan, U.S. citizens. Did you know that? Remember, AOC said that Trump was um, having concentration camps along the southern border. I just, as I utter those words, it's it's remarkable to even to even say those things. The inability to grasp history, to understand context and facts, what a concentration camp even is. Of course, she said. I think she later said that that wasn't meant to be a comparison to the Nazis. It just meant a general uh, type of camp, which she said uh, Trump's detention centers fit fit that. Criteria, of course. Anytime someone utters the word concentration camps in, in, in a in any context, the average person thinks Nazi Germany. Do they not? I mean, this is obvious for anyone who wants to uh, be, be fair and and you know reasonable in their 
assessment of things. But anyway, you know, where is the concern for the students that have been abandoned in Afghanistan on on Biden's watch? But anyway, I don't want to get into that. I'm just saying the left doesn't want to get into it either. The Biden administration doesn't want to get into that either. They want to continue. They want to continue to be able to change the subject. And so they they think they've got a political winner here. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they might. Now, it's not for reasons that it's it's built upon truth and logic. And this is they're on the right side of this. It's just the way that it can be it can be spun. And I want to get into some things here. Uh, Mitch McConnell, of course, Elizabeth Warren's out there saying Mitch McConnell caved, which is remarkable, really, if you stop and think about it. Because she is in the midst of this so-called crisis, which we're supposed to, I mean, we're all supposed to be huffing and puffing here, just worked up in a frenzy because Congress has, what, 12 days or whatever it is, 11 days, 10 days, to raise the debt limit, or we're supposedly going to default and affect America's credit rating. But what Peter Schiff is saying here is the way we've been behaving as a government, the way we've been behaving in this nation and the way we've been spending, taxing and spending or just simply spending through quantitative easing or what other other mythical solutions the left comes up with, minting a trillion-dollar coin, whatever else they can, can come up with next, uh, it just goes to show you how little their ideas are rooted in reality and sense and logic. It's total dystopian is what it is. It's totally a mess and chaotic. And Peter Schiff is saying, look, the reason we have this debt to begin with is because we've refused to pay for these things all along, right? The reason that we're in this predicament, the predicament isn't that, oh my goodness. I mean, in one sense it is. In one sense, we've made an obligation. I say we are, I about said idiot, far Far be it for me to say our idiot politicians, but one might say our idiot politicians, our selfish politicians, our politicians who have manipulated the American people to get them to vote for them in return for freebies and goodies. But folks, at some point in time, and I don't know when this is, the chickens come home to roost here. I paused to to decide if I was going to reference... Uh, Jeremiah Wright, Obama's pastor in Chicago, which of course compared the chickens coming home to roost after 9-11, which is absolutely insane. America's chickens come home to roost. That's what he said back in whatever it was, 2000 and after 9-11. I'm saying the chickens at some point have to come home to roost with the way we've been behaving. That's what Peter Schiff is, uh, Schiff is saying here too. And he is, he's right. Again, it's not... By raising the debt limit, it doesn't mean that we want to. It means we want to pay. We want to pay today's bills, but Congress has already got a three and a half trillion with a T. Again, these numbers. I hate saying the numbers over the radio because it is. It doesn't do it justice. I mean, I think we need to come up with new words that don't rhyme, so people can get the magnitude of what we're dealing with. In fact, I saw something the other day, some of these locations that have, I think I saw the longest city 
or town name in the world or village name had 85 letters. 85 letters. I think for trillion, we need to have a word that's about 43 letters long. And then for quadrillion, which we're approaching, by the way, for quadrillion, it needs to have like 56 letters. And then for quintillion, we need to have something that's got about 65 or 70 letters, just to put it into reference. Maybe that many syllables for that matter. We've already got $3.5 trillion the left is trying to pass in the form of legislation. They are irate. They're following Kirsten Cinema into the ladies' room. Following her in there. I'm, I'm pretty sure one of those was a guy, if I'm allowed to even make that judgment based upon um, what the voice sounded like. In 21st century America, I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. But they've already got – so you think about this, the the illogic of this. Just this – if you, you could not operate a business, your personal finance, you know, a, a, a lemonade stand. One of my daughters wants to start a, uh, a smoothie stand. She makes some fantastic fruit smoothies, by the way. I love them. Had a couple here during the truth tour. But you couldn't run anything like this. None of this – makes any sense whatsoever, right? You're literally in the same breath saying we have to raise the amount of debt we can go into to pay our bills, but we also want to spend another $3.5 trillion. And then for Biden, for Biden and Pelosi, I think she said it too, make the claim that the $3.5 trillion bill that they are irate at Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin about, that they're chasing them around, following in them into restrooms and trying to berate them and badger them. That $3.5 trillion doesn't even have to do with this. (laughs) I mean, it is astonishing to sit here and think that we are literally in the same sentence, the same conversation, talking about raising the debt limit because we can't pay our creditors until we do that, or or, and simultaneously talking about spending $3.5 trillion more. Does that make any sense to you? Forget about what it's for. Forget about if there's a liberal listening. Forget about if you voted for Biden, if you voted for whoever, some Democrat. I don't even care. Does that make any sense to you? We can't pay our bills. We have to raise a debt limit to pay our bills so that we don't default on loans. This is what we're this is the narrative. And yet, in the same breath, say it's time to spend another three and a half trillion dollars. And by the way, we just spent with this, um, well, the infrastructure, but I shouldn't say we just spent, they're wanting to spend another $1.5 trillion on that as well. I mean, it's it's just, it's beyond asinine, right? It is truly out of control, and they're either completely incompetent or they are deliberately trying to dismantle the United States of America. I leave it to you to decide which of those you think it is. But... <laughs> It's, it, it, it's a lot to take in. So anyway, we're going to take a break. When we get back, I want to th- – this this is ultimately about politics, right? Ultimately, the left thinks that they can blame the government if the government were to shut down, which it appears now that it's not going to if these reports are true. The Senate has reached some uh, agreement where they can extend the debt ceiling far enough to make this – last another month or what i mean we're gonna go right back into this we're gonna go right back into this i th- i think 
I'm still getting my thoughts together on this. This is there's a lot of things we talk about that I feel is in my wheelhouse. This is one I'll be honest. Um, I mean, taxing and spending in general, but but this debt ceiling thing is not. There there's some nuances and things that uh, I'm I'm not I'm not the the expert in, but in in general, you know I it's it's. I understand what's going on here, but again, the nuances, the details, um, those are things that, you know, I, I'm, I'm just telling you that this is not my, um, something that we talk about repeatedly on here, the debt ceiling. We'll talk about bills and entitlements and spending and debt. Um, so it's, it's, it's obvious that we have to pay the bills that we have <laughs> taken on, but at some point, to, to Peter Schiff's point, by going by by raising the debt limit just so that we can go right back up to the limit again and then spend more money, what we're actually doing is we're making our system implode, right? It's it's going to it, it just can't sustain the weight. The dollar eventually, you talk about losing uh, the respect or people losing faith in the United States of America or the dollar. I mean, when you start spending money and talk about minting coins that are worth a trillion dollars, and you start telling, having the president of the United States saying that a three and a half trillion dollar piece of legislation costs nothing. <laughs> I mean, I know it's Biden, but even still, Nancy Pelosi's, I know it's Pelosi also. She's saying the same sort of thing. They don't live in reality. They don't live in reality. And at some point, Someone is going to say the dollar is not going to be the, the you know the world's currency, the currency that we kind of base everything off of. We're going to have to go to something else because this is being driven into la-la crazy land because of these politicians living in living in another universe. Or if you believe that they're doing this deliberately, um, that's maybe arguably even worse um, for the international community to look and think they're doing this on purpose. <laughs> They're doing this on purpose. So how are we supposed to believe anything, right? I mean, if they're trying to make their dollar, you know, if they're trying to just make their system implode so that they can remake America in the image of Joseph Biden or Barack Obama or some socialist or whatever, um, that's not that's not really putting confidence in the rest of the world either. In fact, it's it's ripping it to shreds, to be quite honest. So I want to talk about this a little bit today, but I've got to take a time out. Listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, this program is brought to you by Scott Veerkamp. Real estate. You talk about a patriot, an all-around good guy. Scott Veerkamp and his team of real estate professionals are there to help you. Look, your home's your most, for most people, It's if it's not the most, uh, the largest asset, it is one of the very uh, largest assets that, you'll, that, that you own. And so you've got to make sure that you find a professional that can help you navigate, especially through these crazy times, right? I mean, we've got Home prices all over the place. Um, we've got 
bidding wars and all sorts of things. And I got to tell you, we we would not be on this truth tour without the help of of Scott and his team. He got our home sold quickly above asking price. I mean, great, great guy. I, I truly recommend Scott. ScottVeerCamp.com is the web, uh, website. That's V-E-E. V-E-E, that's tough to say, R-K-A-M-P.com, scottveercamp.com. Be sure to tell him you heard about us, uh, heard about him here on the Todd Huff Show. So I want to go back to something I played briefly yesterday. That was Biden, and we're talking about this um, debt ceiling thing, right? (laughs) The raising of the debt ceiling. Biden, the great unifier, the great unifier, Joseph R. Biden, who's there to be the president of all Americans, he's there to help people reach across the aisle and just, you know, sing We Are the World and Kumbaya and everybody just gets along as we continue to drive this country straight straight down, straight down, nose down into the ground beneath us. This is what he said um, just a couple of days ago. Biden says to Republicans this Meteor is headed, is headed to crash into our economy. Meteor is headed here. Democrats are willing to do all the work oh, stopping it. For Pete's sake. Republicans just have to let us do our job. Just get out of the way. If you don't want to help save the country, get out of the way so you don't destroy it. Me- That's how stupid this is to say. Just get out of the way. Just don't destroy it. You, you really think, you, you really think Republicans want to destroy the country. Biden and his team are there to save it. Biden and his team have ridden in on the white horse to save the country. Now, they don't care if you're an American citizen in Afghanistan. To hell with that. They don't care if you are on the southern border and you're being overrun. They don't care about that. They apparently don't think you can get COVID from people crossing the border illegally. That doesn't matter practically have open borders. They don't care that they're making you pay more money for virtually everything because inflation is driving things up. Biden's approval, Biden's approval numbers at 38%. Where's Wolf Blitzer, by the way? I remember Rush used to play a montage of sound bites from Wolf Blitzer whenever they they were involved. The media attacked George W. Bush incessantly in 2002, I believe, is when this started attacked this guy nonstop. They never responded, right? For those who didn't like Trump fighting back because they thought it wasn't presidential, let me remind you the flip side of that coin, the opposite side of the coin, is a president that doesn't do anything. And they attacked this guy, maligned this guy, just destroyed his approval rating. It got into the mid-30s, and Wolf Blitzer every five seconds was talking about President George W. Bush's new low for polling, approval. Approval's down to 36%. Breaking news, approval's down. George W. Bush hit an all-time low approval uh, rating. This just in, I mean, literally, every every time back from the commercial break, Rush used to play it. Um, by the way, it was out somewhere today in the, the th- I don't even know what it's called, the theme song. that I knew it as a theme song to Rush Limbaugh. It's, it's actually a song... <laughs> A song that's played kind of as what classic rock or whatever, and it just it hit me when I heard the music that I was you know 
it just hit me today as I was listening, thinking about Rush. But anyhow, so you you look at this and you think, talk about saving the country, talking about the meteor. You know who the meteor heading straight for the United States economy, the United States, uh, the people, how this nation was founded. It's the it's the Democrat Party, my friends. That is the meteor that Biden's referencing. He is the meteor. He is he is leading the charge towards destroying all this all the blessings and 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 goodness and tremendous foundations we have. He is I mean, he's the fuel for this sucker. They he's headed straight for us. They're not trying to stop the meteor. They are the meteor, my friends. And Biden tells Republicans to get out of the way. So Mitch McConnell, this was before this alleged deal in the Senate. But Mitch McConnell says, I, okay, if you want to pass this, you have, you have control. You can actually use budget reconciliation to raise the debt ceiling. Actually, of all the things the Democrats are trying to push through with budget reconciliation, it seems to me that the debt ceiling is the most obvious fit for it, not a pathway to citizenship as they're trying to pressure the Senate parliamentarian into saying that that is something that should be uh, qualified as per the Hyde Amendment in this ridiculous legislation. So McConnell was actually, I think, doing the right thing. I think he was saying, hey, you know, put up or shut up. You've got 51 votes. you got 50 plus Kamala. You know, raise the debt ceiling. You don't need our votes. So, I mean, that's what Biden said there. Get out of the way. Okay, use reconciliation. But see, they don't want to use reconciliation because they want to attach this $3.5 trillion spending bill to reconciliation, and they don't have the support of their own Democrat Party. And so they've made this political. They've made the focus. They've taken it off of you know, the, the spending bill, off of Afghanistan, off of the southern border, off of Biden's terrible polling numbers, and instead— They've put it on Republicans want to shut down the economy and destroy this nation. And McConnell, I mean, some have said he's buckled and cracked and gave in. Maybe I mean, that, that kind of looks like if this is where we're headed, what might have happened there. Democrats could have passed this, but the truth is we all know who would have been blamed, the party that's not in the majority. Well, Todd, they there's still a filibuster. And I think... I think deep down they they also think that there's a possibility, at least some in the Democrat Party, that this is the opportunity to eliminate the filibuster. And they would love, love, love to do that. Most of them would. Not Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin. Those folks, those folks know that they have been elected by if if they start going down the path of the radical left in the Democrat Party, that they are not going to be a super uh <laughs> well-respected or likable or electable candidate in the future. So there's a bunch of stuff that's happening here. But Biden's the one that said, get out of the way, Republicans. McConnell should have said, okay, use reconciliation, big guy. Use your reconciliation here because they know they've just got, what, one more chance, supposedly, at using reconciliation this year, and they don't want to miss the opportunity to, to cram their $3.5 trillion spending bill down our throats. So these things are all interrelated, uh, but there are, as I said last segment, some nuances of, again, I'm not the expert in in, in uh, the debt ceiling and the details of, 
I'm familiar with it enough to talk about it, but there's some things going on behind the scenes um, that sometimes are can get quite complicated. But in a nutshell, that's what's going on here. And in a nutshell, the Democrats could have used reconciliation to raise the debt limit, they did our debt ceiling. They did not need to bring in the Republicans, and the Republicans who can't stop anything if it's tied to debt to reconciliation are the ones being blamed for this. It's pretty remarkable if you stop and think about it. But I've got to take a break. Quick timeout. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. <laughs> I know that there's some out there that say, well, they can't use budget reconciliation. They can't use, the Democrats cannot use budget reconciliation to raise the debt ceiling, which they absolutely can. In fact, here is the House Democrat who's on, the budget chairman, who actually was on MSNBC um, explaining this very thing a couple of weeks ago. Let me get this. Here we go. Here it is. But, but, but so I don't understand. What, what's their plan? What's the fallback plan if Republicans are sticking to this threat? I mean, how do you see this standoff ending? Well, ultimately, they're going to have to vote for it, or we're going to have to we're going to have to have a vote and do it by ourselves. Uh, we can do it through reconciliation. What? Leadership has said they don't want to do that. Hmm. The reason is if we do that through reconciliation, we actually have to specify a number. <laughs> that only leads to further chaos in, in a certain period of time. Um, so what we should do Think is about do that. What, what we should do is abolish the debt ceiling because we're the only country in the world that has one that operates like this. Mm-hmm. But what we ought to do is just raise it to an extraordinarily large amount that we'll never reach. Uh, that's probably not uh, viable politically, but but we'll get to the debt ceiling raise. There is no alternative. And Mitch has said this many, many times over the last uh, few years. Hmm. You know what else there's no alternative to? Uh, there is heading down this path we're going down with spending. I don't care what. There's no reason we can't cut across the board. Every single thing cut at least a couple of percent. There's no reason we can't do that. But there is no interest in doing that. There is none. There is no political will for that. Right? And so he actually said here, he thinks, he thinks, and I saw this on social media too. He thinks that they should just, you know, raise the debt ceiling once and for all, raise it to some astronomically large number. First of all, be careful because if you raise the debt limit, to let's say they raise the debt limit to a hundred quadrillion dollars, which is a, a massive amount of money. Let's just say that they do. I mean, in a lot of senses, that's just tempting them to max out the credit card again. But let them try to run. Let them try to run. They they knew that this was the problem. See, if they had to pick, think about this. You have the guy who's on the, the chairman of the budget. Uh, committee in the House of Representatives who's out there saying Republicans are trying to force us to actually pick a number, to specify a number, to specify a number that we are, you know, basically permitting the government to to borrow. 
We we don't want to do that. That's just going to kick the can down the road. Exactly right. And you know why that kicks the can down the road? Because we're not addressing the root problem. The root problem is not that we don't have, that the the debt limit is too low. The, The problem, the root problem is that spending is way too high. The root problem is that this great great nation has a spending problem, not a revenue problem. That's the problem. These guys, of course the left isn't going to deal with it. I'm not even sure uh, that Republicans are going to properly deal with it. And then, of course, there's all this talk. I, I, uh, I, I get so annoyed. You know, one of the things that annoys me more than anything is this talk about when we have to raise the debt ceiling, people that go on to Twitter or I see them, wherever I see them, talking points, the reason we're in this mess is because we haven't taxed the rich enough. Look, I'm not a defender of the rich or whoever. Like I, I'm just not interested in either attacking nor defending. But I am saying this, what they've earned, even if people don't think they've earned it, it belongs to them. It is in their possession, right? Unless they stole it, And if they stole it, then they should be charged for theft or whatever, embezzling or fraud or whatever it is. But don't just say because they're rich, they should pay more. And that's the problem. It is absolutely 180 degrees out of whack to think like that. Government should only be spending money where it should be spending money. Our problem is not that we don't have enough money coming in. We have way too much going out. And a What's ironic is a lot of what's going out is due to the debt limit being raised. So they are exasperating this problem by raising the debt, and they know this. They know this. Either they're living in fantasy world and think that money isn't real and you know they can mint a $1 trillion coin, or they're doing this intentionally, which again, I leave up to you to decide, but I've got to take a timeout. So don't let anyone tell you that they don't, that they could not uh, the Democrats could not raise the debt ceiling on their own. They absolutely could. They just they can't yet because they are not in agreement on how to go with this you know spending package. They're trying to push through through the reconciliation process as well. Quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a a funny tweet today. Um, actually posted by my friend at the Constitutional Cronies. It was a screenshot. It wasn't his tweet. It was someone else's. But it said, March 2020, 15 days to spread, you know, stop the spread of COVID. Um, you know, wash your hands. Don't kill grandma. Something like that is what the, the tweet said. And then it said, October of 2021, FBI sending, uh, investigating or sending agents or some such thing to investigate. I had seen this article. Um, here it is. This was in the Washington, or the Post-Millennial. I thought this was in the Washington Examiner. Biden administration mobilizes FBI against parents opposing critical race theory and COVID restrictions. Now, this is, again, in the post-millennial. So 
basically the tweet was 15 days to slow the spread. Now, that was in March of 2020. It's now evolved into FBI is um, going to be used to stop parents at school board meetings for opposing schools' policies. Now, it doesn't specifically, to my knowledge, and I want to be careful here. I read this letter from uh, the uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who, of course, had the SCOTUS seat stolen from him, another backwards way that the radical left looks at reality. But anyway, Merrick Garland uh, wrote a letter that basically said, hey, um, the National School Board Association has come to us and said that they are wanting us to mobilize they're wanting help to protect now. I'm, school board members. I'm not. There shouldn't be uh, threats on on school board members. But to say that a threat is someone who is opposing you, put your big boy or big girl pants on. To say that angry parents at a school board meeting because of COVID mask policies or because of your insistence, school boards around the country, for allowing critical race theory or other. Bizarre, stupid, ridiculous leftist propaganda from being taught to students that that requires or that that um, justifies having the FBI come in and make sure that school boards are not, I don't know, having their feelings hurt again. There's a difference between actual threats and just, I mean, I, I know a lot of these people that have gone to these meetings. I know people are getting riled up even more and rightfully so, by the way. But the idea that they have threatened or that it's justifiable to bring in the FBI, at least in most cases, in a specific case, maybe, but not carte blanche. This is ridiculous, overreach, something else to be concerned with when Democrats are in power. Got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Friends, just really quickly here as I'm got to wrap up today's program. But last night, late last night, got an alert. New York Times headline here: Federal judge halts enforcement of Texas abortion law. This is the law that Texas passed that uh, basically made it very challenging, difficult, impossible to get an abortion. Uh, pretty much after was this twelve weeks or something like that. Anyway. That's been stopped by a federal judge. Got to go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.